Welcome to the Susie Plus Podcast with Tracy Franklin and Cy Clark. Later in this episode... Do you know what really gets my goat? What really gets my goat? Self-isolating and social distancing. They, you don't need the self bit. Why don't you just say you're isolating? You don't need the social bit. Why social? You're just distancing. It's too many words for what you're doing. So that, that gets my goat. <laughs> well, it's finally happened. The powers that be have given us the thumbs up to be set free to a wider audience. Taking some of the bits we do on the radio, removing the music and adding more talk. Whether you're a loyal listener joining us from Susie Radio or you just have come across us for the first time, you're all now part of the Susie Plus podcast family. From our house to yours, this is Susie Plus. It's good to have you with us, and it's that awkward second episode. Don't artists mm. say they have a difficult second album? Is this, this the equivalent in podcast land? I'd, I'd hate to think I was producing an album. <laughs> uh, even one song, even 30 seconds of my singing. Oh, fact, no, I, don't, feel, no. I feel a tune coming on. No, no I don't. No one no. wants that. No. Nobody does want that. Mm. So if you are here from the, the last one, then, then then brilliant. If you're new, Lisa, then hello to you too. Um... It's weird times again, and uh, we're, we're all working from home, which brings us nicely on seamlessly to talk about working from home, yes. which um, both uh, you and I have been doing recently, and it continues for many people as well. It does, and the strange thing is actually when um, people at work would work from home prior to the current pandemic situation, in a, in, in a, in a diary in the office, somebody had written WFH, and I thought, are they... Are they being rude? What does that mean? I thought it might be stand for something. I didn't know what it stood for. Mm, Wally Fridge Hire, WFH. It's hard work thinking of these things, you know. I'm very I clever. WFH. <laughs> what, are, what are they saying? What are they talking about? Um, but yes, it's 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 clear now and quite obvious to um, anyone in the working world right now, working from home. And it's it's one of those things we're told to work from home if you can. And in a lot of jobs, you probably can actually. But can everyone manage that? Some love it. I used to love working from home for the odd day. It seemed like a real treat. But if you work full time and you're at home in a room on your own, looking at the wall <laughs> oh, and the, and the screen, mm. um, and you're not interacting with people. It's, That's true. It's but not do that not, easy. I mean, I guess this is the, the, the thing is, there's so much advice out there. This is what frustrates me. You go on some of the major websites, LinkedIn and the likes, and there'll be some somebody on there going, "Oh, this is what you should do. This is this is a, you need to be ergonomically sat. You need this sort of yeah. desk. Yes, you have to have the screen at a certain height you need and to do position that. yourself with one leg out the window. <laughs> you need to be." Yeah. But the reality <laughs> is, though, a lot of people don't. Lock your cat up. <laughs> The reality is a lot of people just don't have that office set up. I mean, I don't really. So you're either sort of perched in the dining room on a table that is actually for eating and not for working or, you're, or you know, your, your other half needs to get in and out to go to the garden and you're in the way and the door slams and you think, hang on a minute, I've got a meeting, I've got a, a, 
a, an online video call now. I've got to go somewhere else. So off you get with your laptop, walking around the house to find another spot. And at the moment, um, my daughter's back at home. So there's two of us working from home. And we have to liaise every day. My, my work colleague is now my daughter. And we have to liaise with who's on a call when, don't, so we don't drain the Wi-Fi down and so that we don't interrupt each other. We're told we must work from home, but it, it's not that straightforward, is it? It's a Marmite thing. I do believe. I think you completely love it, embrace it, or you just, oh, you just kind of you're frustrated by it. You just do it because you need to needs must. Um, I slightly different, of course, because I've got the space. So yeah. where I'm sat right now, which is for the moment, is the studio, but it's also the the office during the rest of the time. I've got all the gear in here um, that I need for work, internet connection, and the likes. And uh, I can quite happily close the door behind me and people know that when I'm in here, it's do not disturb. And um, I can do my job, conference calls, etc. And then when I want downtime, I can I can leave the room and then I'm effectively not at work. There's a little frustration because obviously we have a, there's a crossover because this room's done for many things, including recording this podcast, of course. So there's no real great, segregation for it other than i've got um i've got a badge which i use for work and when i'm <laughs> it's, it's a weird one but mm-hmm. when i'm committed to work i'll i'll just twizzle the badge round so i know it's work and then when i'm out of work i'll turn it the other way around mm-hmm. somebody somebody actually saw it on uh we were doing a meeting on the webcam and they was like oh what's that over there and i told them oh it's my staff badge it's like yeah you're weird or what are you doing that for i was going to say that sounds a bit weird that sounds very strange well i don't sort of stroke my work badge like that i have to say don't stroke it (laughs) i thought i'd stroke the badge anyway but no (laughs) no I, I've, no, I'm not having that. I thought it was sensible. I thought it was revelatory. If I, I yeah. need to be on LinkedIn telling people, okay. you know, yes, get this table, get that chair, get those special pens that you need, and yeah, you um, see, get mine's a badge. More haphazard like that. I don't have a badge. And um, but but you, your lovely office space—it must have come at a cost. Does that mean you've had to throw one of your children out? Just is it I, their I'm room? Start, I just took the opportunity while they popped out for a while. Can you go and get me some milk? And then they've tried. I mean, I'm surprised you can't hear the banging on the door. It's it's only been about 18 months. It's fine. (laughs) This is the trouble, you see. We we tend to find one of ours moves out, but at the same time, the other one moves back again. And we never quite know what's going to happen next. So I can't quite move my radio. It's a commodity, isn't it? One of them moves out, the other one moves in. Well, it is a bit like that at the moment round here. It's like like Piccadilly Circus. We find that um, we just think we can perhaps move in, get the computer in there, get the recording radio stuff in there and then one comes back again so I'm, I'm not moving in just yet just in case but it does mean I mean right at the moment I'm sitting here with my microphone on the top of a box of shreddies which is on its oh, side it's supposed to come across as being highly professional Tracy well, I do try and there to you be. are you could have at least have Weetabix uh, no, that was last week. We didn't have any this time. So, <laughs> well, actually, the shredded wheat box is just the. Oh, it's just shredded wheat, not shredded. And it's just the right size for the microphone stand. Otherwise, that topples over. And it it just brings it to the right height so that I can speak straight at it. You see, because I don't have the angle poise thing. I have. Yeah, you know, I just haven't got all this. I have, I'm not prepared for working from You're home. Confusing our listeners now by coming out with technical terms like angle poise. An angle poise. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, one of those springy microphone stand yeah, thingies. So you mean the one that I've got? You see, because yeah, I know. 
I wasn't too tight and I invested in minor pieces of equipment to make my uh, life a little easier. So I saw at a recent <laughs> Zoom meeting, yes, very, very yeah. posh setup that you've got there, but, but I haven't, you see. So I'm not really set up for working from home. I'm not really set up for recording radio things, podcast things from home either. I have to fit in around the rest of the house where I can. So well, um, maybe, uh, you know, we, we have Christmas coming up. Maybe you no. need to ask Santa Claus for an angle poise, do you, do you flip? Yeah, well, do you know, I was going to buy mm. one, but it won't fit onto this fancy desk no. I've got. I've got a, a desk with a beveled edge. Dear listener, <laughs> see what I've got to put up with? Oh, I could have chosen many people to have a co-host no, for this couldn't. podcast. No, you No one else would do it. But I've got this woman from called Tracy, and I thought she's prim, proper, a bit posh, you know. Bit posh. Uh, and uh, she knows she, she's an ex-professional. She's a professional, and uh, she'll have all the gear and lots of idea. You see what I'm doing? There? Yeah. Flattery. Uh, but no, alas, no. we're talking about boxes of cornflakes, resting microphones, Shredded poverty cap by an angle poised microphone. Oh, yeah, and a beveled edge desk, you see, so the clamp for the Bevel. microphone stand doesn't go You've on. You've got a beveled edge desk. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it looked all fancy at the time and quite nice, and it's not too big, mm. so it fits in the corner, but it's no good for recording. So, what, so this. What's wrong with IKEA Special? I've got well, or whatever yeah. they call well, well, when I get a bit of space and I can get into one of one of, when one of the youngsters definitely moves out, I think it will become a working area. But uh, got it desk won't. envy now. I know. Well, get our listeners to share their desks. Go on, show us your desk. <laughs> What's your favourite desk? No, maybe not. Let's not encourage anything like that. Working from home has opened up a whole new world of online meetings via Zoom and the like. I mean, Microsoft Teams is what we use and it was around before, but oh my goodness, it's like an old friend. You, where would we be now without seeing our colleagues like in Celebrity Squares or the Brady Bunch or whatever those programmes were where everyone appears on the screen in a box? Oh, I don't know. I, I use the excuses so that my bandwidth's not great, so I have to turn the camera off. Because oh. you do get a bit sick of it, to be fair. It's, it's quite um, funny, because the other day we were in a meeting and a cat appeared. You get people's pets appear, don't they, on the screen? People's children. Do, yeah. um, all sorts of things happen. It's quite entertaining sometimes. WFH. What mm, an amazing thing. Same to you. And... I've learnt some new words. Have you learnt some new words during the last few months? Things that we didn't sort of know about before. Go, like it goes without saying, really. You know, furlough. being from the north, I, I hear a lot of new words every day. <laughs> You've been learning some new words, have you? Well, who have you been mixing with? <laughs> so, I mean, furlough. I mean, you might have, I hadn't come across it before, but I gather it's a military term. I didn't know that one. And no. What? For, I mean, yeah, I obviously hear it now. I know, I know what it means in the in recent terms but no not at the furlough before no. certainly from my military past and, and what they keep saying on the telly exponentially they like you, that word you pick up on the weirdest things that's what because i because i can't that i can't even spell that well that no I, I was saying it, i thought it was exponentially it's exponentially apparently and exponentially. um chris witty says it a lot so i've learned that word and do you know what really gets my goat what really gets my goat Self-isolating and social distancing. They, you don't need the self bit. Why don't you just say you're isolating? You don't need the social bit. Why social? You're just distancing. It's too many words for what you're doing. So that, that gets my goat. <laughs> oh, there, I, there, there are other things in the world, you know. 
<laughs> I know, I know. But but these are things that we didn't know about before, and now you hear them all the time, and it's getting a bit irritating. I just switch off. I saw Boris on the TV earlier. I just want him to just comb his hair, please. <gasps> Boris, just do your mess. hair, man. Yeah. Come on. You knew. I mean, he's telling everybody else about when when things can open and close and what have you. But, I mean, come on. If the PM can't get a... But I you, he's, he's probably, he'll have a mobile barber that'll nip round and cut his locks for him, won't he? Well, his, it's his trademark, isn't it? He, that's mm. how he, he he likes to be, I think, looking a mess. <laughs> yeah, he, he should work from home. In yeah. fact, which he, on his press conferences, most of the time it is from number 10 anyway, well, he isn't is, he it? just walks so. downstairs and there he is with all yeah. these people in his lounge looking at him on Zoom, yeah. Next yeah. slide, please. Strange times keep saying it, but what do you do when the, the, the chips are down, when you're just a bit fed up uh, with nothing to do and life is a little bit samey? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. What will when you it, do? Mm-hmm. I, well, well, what I did, I had a trip to Littlehampton. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I just kind of had enough and um, jumped in the car. Where should we go? And ended up at Littlehampton via Dorking. A little stop off at Dorking, a little wander around there. A little disappointed because the last time I was in Dorking, there was um, a lovely sort of barbecue burger place and I had a nice burger in there. It was closed, like so many stores, revisiting places, like, oh, mm-hmm. no, how long it's been shut, I don't know. So I got over that disappointment and said, oh, let's go to the seaside. So we headed south and we ended up in Littlehampton. I haven't been there for a while, but that's that's a nice sandy beach, isn't it? Well... Yeah, usually would be, but considering the time of year, it wasn't really it about really the matter. beach. I just, I just wanted the chips, to be fair. Well, that's and good. Um, if you imagine, it's they use it on adverts showing the stereotypical day where you've got this family stuck in a caravan, the wind's howling, the rain's pouring down, they're just there watching the rain race itself with the beads on the glass and everything. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of day. It was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And uh, even had to pay the parking in Littlehampton. That's terrible. Please. Actually, parking in seaside towns is very expensive. I mean, Brighton is just ridiculous. Worthing's a little bit better. Yeah, kind of. I think you kind of expect it from Brighton to an extent because it can get busy. But Littlehampton, little old Littlehampton. Yeah. And yes, went all the way down there. And this must happen to people. Those that are listening, you go somewhere. And you realise, right, I've travelled 60 miles, great, we've got here, queued up for um, cod and chips, and we share it. It's all very romantic, you know, with the oh, rain I don't know, I have my own. Your, dripping down your nose. Mm. And, well, that's it, you're posh, you're loaded, you come from <laughs> Kent. And um, <laughs> and we're there, and we, it, it was raining, so it's like, oh, come and sit down, because you can't go in anywhere. We had to sit down, and mm. so it was like, I get your scarf off, sit on a soggy bench with there, looking at the these poor families who were trying to fix a smile on their face while the kids go on these little roundabouts and things. And mm. the seagull was even looking sad, staring at me, hoping that I'd drop stuff on purpose, which I was, I was doing, because quite frankly, to travel 60 miles for cotton chips, which was at the best mediocre, it was not a great day. But what I you got could plenty have... of fresh air, more than yes. my fill, but... Ugh. But you could have gone on a sunny day. Could have done, but... Time constraints, really, yeah. you know, when 
normal life comes into it and you've got a cheeky day off. We would do that as well. You think you have a, a day free. You think, yes, the coast is the, the obvious place to go. And But it's just trying to find somewhere a little bit different than you don't go normally. I mean, it was always Brighton for us. And then just recently, we, we don't go there as much because it's just busier. And places like Worthing, maybe a little bit longer to get to from from the part of the UK where we live in, in mm. su- deepest Surrey. But um, that's that's quite pleasant, cheaper to park and you get fish and chips and it's a nice walk and a nice town centre next to it as well. It's not too far away. Um, and then recently we've we've rediscovered my, my roots in some of the Kent coastal towns because when I lived there, I never went there. <laughs> when I lived in Kent, we'd well, our nearest sort of coast was either Hastings or Camber if you wanted the sandy beach but we've sort of only recently discovered the North Kent coast Whitstable I think is lovely um, mm. not really been there before don't recall ever going before but we've been there quite a few times lately which is quite quite pleasant stinks of oysters though, oh it? yeah yeah I and mean, that's yeah. not me at all but it's just um, quite a cute mm. little place and nice oysters. to get to see yeah, oysters what's that all about I don't <clears throat> know I, I, have you ever tried one I can't get over that. To me, it's about what things look like. It's very important. Yeah. And to look look at a pot of snot, effectively, <laughs> and then the people that you watch eat it, they still they still don't have a smile on yeah. their face when they're eating it. Well, you see, I've never even tried one, but nothing would tempt me to. I, I mean, yeah, like you say, it's, you know, it's it's in this shell and there's this blob of glue. <laughs> why why would you want to eat that? <laughs> Not nice at all. No, but that's a big thing in Whitstable. And it's actually quite fascinating because when the tide goes right out, you can see all the oyster beds there, which if you go when the tide is in, you've got no idea that these oyster beds are there. And when it goes out, it's quite a revelation, all this uh, little industry going on down there. But it's it's very cute. I stayed there overnight recently, one of the fishermen's huts nearby. The fishermen didn't mind, but um, it... (laughs) But they've nicely converted. Uh, another place I had another bag of chips, mm-hmm. uh, sticking with seaside stuff, Clacton-on-Sea over in Essex. I don't know that. No. Ah, Tell me more. Been. No, I, no, I, I, nice. I, I really don't tend nice. to make it over the bridge very often. Yeah, it, it, it's funny how you get uh, mixed reports about places and you sort of preload your uh, ideas. But um, work took me over there and, uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised even though the weather wasn't great it was a place that could probably stand up for itself i don't want to compare it with south end because i can't because it's years since i last went to south end, oh, i've never been there either there's a big pier it's um it's not overly commercialized it's nicely commercialized but um yeah, I I think it's one on the list to revisit and i did mm. i was mentioning it to my family that i've been to clax and apparently my grandma and granddad, obviously many moons ago, went for their honeymoon when Butlins was still up. And they went to Butlins at Clacton, Clacton. for their honeymoon. So I was Actually, like, oh. it's funny you should say that because when we last went to Whitstable, on the way back home, we went the long route via Ramsgate, which is somewhere again. It's right at the other end of Kent. I never used to really go there myself. Lovely little spot, actually. And I can't believe I've not. I don't recall going there before, but my Ramsgate. in-laws yeah, yeah. went there on their honeymoon, apparently, to Ramsgate. And that's a lovely spot. There's lovely little cafes and that in the arches. They've got this yeah, unusual right. yeah. sort of backdrop, haven't they? Those those arches, yeah. that, that yeah. big embankment. Like a there. little antique shop down there. It's very nice. It's very, very, so very I've, had, I've had chips there as well. <laughs> I've had chips there and they've got a little sandy bit and they've even got, they've even got a weather spoons on the beach. I mean, they they that, have, yes. What, what yeah. a place to have a weather spoons. I mean, that, that's a weather spoons and a half, isn't it, if it's on the beach? 
beach, you can have your chips yeah. and weather spoons. So. Spoons with a view. I Who'd know. have thought it? Yeah, Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, they're building all these flats around there. And I keep thinking, somewhere else I'd like to live. Wherever I go, I always find a little spot. I think, oh, I'd like to live there. I'd like to live there. So, yeah, I'm doing my tour around the southeast, finding all these little spots I'd like to live. So that was a really nice spot. And also, round about that region, it was Hearn Bay. That was another mm. nice discovery. Again, they've got a pier. Got to have a pier, really, haven't you? And I don't think I had chips there, though. Um, but I'm discovering all these. Oh, I bet you did. Yeah, I have. Yeah, there's a lovely little. Used to be a lovely little diner there that we uh, went and sit in. Hearn Bay. Remember Little Britain? Yes. And the um, I'm a lady <laughs> that David Williams used to do. Yeah. Well. A lot of that was filmed at Hearn Bay, you know. Oh, no. The front there. I can picture that, those scenes actually. Yes, that would fit. That would fit. Lovely promenade there, isn't there? And Mm. uh, yeah, that's a nice spot. There used to be a sign that said soft mud in in the mud. I don't know if it's still there. I didn't notice. Yeah, because I remember going there and, ah, it's soft mud. It's like, why? Well, because we're down south. If it was up north, it'd be hard mud, wouldn't oh. it? So, that's why. So that, that's why I remember <laughs> because of that as well. I don't remember seeing that, but you never know. I wasn't particularly looking for it, so you never know. So where else have you been around that? Uh, we've done Clacton, South End. I don't know those. Anywhere else? Um, the witterings. Did you did you mention Broadstairs? Had chips Bro- in Broadstairs? No, yeah, that, Broadstairs. Yeah, again, it's some, we've had chips. You see... We didn't go there, but it's one of those places a bit too far to go in a day very easily, isn't it? It's sort of like over an hour and a half to go. Yeah, but that's that's not too bad. I mean, the roads are all pretty good. The sea air completely, uh, utterly knocks me out. I don't know if it's just me, but I cannot, you know, I cannot keep my eyes open on the way home. I'm not driving, by the way, but um, yeah, (laughs) just in case you wondered, I'll just clear that up right now in case the constabulary are listening. Um, (laughs) But no, it completely knocks me out. I I do have moments where I don't sleep terribly well, and I know that if I go down to the coast, that'll be it. I don't know, there was some scientific reason why, I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, there is a thing that the sea air does actually, can actually make you very tired. So yeah, you're not you're not alone at that. It not? knocks me out as well. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a kind of not a great thing if I'm driving back because I too would doors off. No, you better not. Obviously, going back to the earlier topic about working from home, one thing I find that I'm doing, don't know about mm-hmm. you, don't know about listeners, is uh, just searching the net for absolute nonsense, just gumph on there. Spend quite a bit of time on YouTube with the likes, um, mm-hmm. but. Um, I've been discovering sort of weirdness, um, mm-hmm. which is not too too out there. It's for a family audience, a lot of it, music, videos on YouTube and things. The first thing, uh, it's weird how it comes about. There's um, a website called Radio Garden. Now, it's a, a long story, but I'll keep it short. It's funny how we, we how we go about investigating and discovering things for ourselves. So I was on this radio garden. It's like a big globe, and you just can search around for radio stations. It's really, really? it's good. It is called Radio Garden. And if I, let me just double check. Uh, radio dot Garden. Yeah, um, it was I think part of a, an experiment, and you it. it it is the globe on the web, and you just scroll around, and there's a little green dot, simple as that, and you place the, the centre marker over the middle, and it, it shows you the radio stations for that, that area. Really? And it's it, it's so comprehensive, it's unbelievable. Anyway, I was doing that, and I ended up listening to a radio station called 2EAR-FM, 
107.5. Is that in America? uh, No, Australia, Maroya, Maroya, um, on the east coast in Australia. But the point is, I started listening to this radio station, and this, this track came on. This, this track and I thought, that is amazing. That is really cool. I've got mm. to investigate further. Anyway, went on YouTube. And you know when you think maybe things have passed you by in life? Well, there's this group that I've found, and somebody may have already heard of them. They're called Fat Freddy's Drop. And they're um, actually from New Zealand. And you can look them up on YouTube. But the music is amazing. They're a, a weird combination band who do electronica, but they've got traditional instruments, quite heavy on the um, orchestral stuff. And the lead singer's voice is superb. And then you look more and realise that they've been going for ages. They've got a big following. They've been over here at Ali Pali. They've done gigs Aww. and everything. And you sit there going, how on earth have I missed this? Yeah, yeah. That Something sounds... quite simple that's gone me through this radio station doing this searching, and I've ended up. So they're called Fat Freddy's Drop. Unfortunately, due to the licensing, we probably we can't play a clip on there. No. But um, yeah, so I don't but... know if you've done much searching, if you've gone in a roundabout way and come across sort of things. Doesn't have to be music. Not a lot, to be honest, yeah. I don't spend. I know you spend a quite a lot of time looking at, at YouTube and, and and Netflix and all that, and I I don't really because. Well, I'm just, you know, I get yes, I'm the lazy finished. One. Fini- well, I finish work and then I just want to watch the telly. And then and I must admit, if I am looking at stuff, it's usually t- connected to the to the radio station. Um, mm. But I'm not doing that anymore. So hopefully I will. Hopefully I have time to spend looking at YouTube a little bit more. You need to. But that sounds amazing, that website, though. I must, because obviously being a radio person, that mm. really appeals to me. So I'm going to have a, have a little look at that. And, and see you can zoom right in as well, because it goes to sort of street level where the studios are. And if you really want really? to be quite geeky what you can do is select a remote station because it it's a bit of a competition where you can look and go oh if you were to be broadcasting from a studio where would you want it to be and you can imagine the gold coast in australia mm. where you come out the front door of the studio and you're on the beach that, hypothetically that i've not okay. found one of those just yet it's a bit different um, from the one we know in surrey gosh yes from our studio mm. yeah <laughs> that would be a little bit different. So what else have you found? Have you found anything else interesting on that? Not via that website, but if we go to back to YouTube, mm. and you'll know this, mm. here comes the German. Oh, no, not again. Yes. <laughs> go on then, let's get your, your, your fix No, it's not about today. a radio station this time. These, these, these are... Um, <laughs> it's a daft question. Who likes umpa umpa music? <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, nobody did ever say that in in uh, in the UK. But well, well, no, what they do in the UK, they say, "What's your favourite umpa umpa music?" Wouldn't well, they? Well, they would do. Yeah. Oh, well, I particularly like uh, a, a group called Fashtbankler. <laughs> they are they're called Fashtbankler again. You're making this up. They, I'm not making this up. <laughs> this they are on YouTube and they are fantastic. If you take, if you don't know what umpa umpa music is, it's a it's um, a very brassy kind of comedic uh, leather trouser wearing all the Lady traditional Holden. regalia sort of band who um, often refuel themselves on alcohol really? um, mm. and they'll sit in a corner of a bar and not quietly obviously and uh, they'll uh, attract dancing and uh, f- fool, foolery, Tom Foolery. I'm trying to think of the words, actually. But they, this particular group, Fashtbankler, again, they've been going for quite a while. And by watching these guys, 
it'll just give you that little bit of escapism from the grim world in which we live. And they do a lot of cover versions of traditional poppy music. And it's set to, um, yeah, umpa umpa music. Now, the the good thing about this group, Fashbankler, is they've done videos and they do all different genres of music, but also do the uh, change of clothes in between each track as well. (laughs) I think on one particular one, it lasts about five minutes, and they do 28 different genres of music. Yeah? I've forgotten them already. Um, No, I mean, I'm sure they're wonderful, but I I do now not feel too worried about what I've missed on YouTube. I think I'm quite happy just leaving it for the moment. Thank you. I've got the main main bit here, though, because, yes, it's about a radio station. Oh, dear, yes. Uh, This time in Ireland. Okay. Right, yeah. Dublin's FM one hundred four hit music station. Mm-hmm. Now, they are asking participants to take part. Now, this is a podcast. We're not live. We're not on the radio, mm-hmm. so I can be a little bit more racy with my mm-hmm. language. Yeah. Oh dear, be controversial because podcasts are meant to be a little bit controversial as well. <laughs> they are asking people to take part <laughs> in oh, no. a dick run. It's no. This is a genuine thing. Oh dear. They they want people to take part in a dick run. Mm, well, they and... were called Richard or something. <laughs> oh, that that would be very primary very, school response. A to very this, innocent it? way of response. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Well, <laughs> it's November. Certainly, mm. when we're recording this and uh, uh, going out, of course, and traditionally November is called November for gentlemen and uh, it's about highlighting um, a lot of male dominated issues with Mm -hmm. prostate cancer bowel cancer and mental health as well Mm -hmm. and they all come together under the umbrella of Movember now it started many years back about gentlemen just growing mustaches and and and, um, getting money for charities and the likes it's moved on somewhat and um yeah so in ireland this year the radio station is championing this thing and it's quite a simple thing for awareness you know your running apps the running apps track you with gps on a map yeah they want you not just you tracy not me what have i got to do it right okay to run in in the shape of a man's genitalia right now why on Ugh. Because it highlights, for one, testicular cancer, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of comedy behind it. And then you you you're then supposed to challenge, so you tag your mates in it. So you do it. You'll take a snapshot of the picture, and then you tag your mates in it. You can get a little bit of money for doing that run as well if you want. But it's a bit of comedy it's to spread it, spread the love across social media and the awareness of November. And what they're trying to do is highlight this because by 2030. They want to reduce men dying prematurely by 25% because the figures are absolutely astronomical. So that's where the comedy comes in, but with a serious point behind it. And uh, if anybody is interested for more information and to donate and get involved, you can check out website uk.movember.com. And I would... (laughs) I hate to think what they can come up with for next year. Well, I don't really know what more to say to that, but I could imagine if people are running in that shape, there could be some very interesting shapes being produced, but I won't say any more to that. That could be quite funny. I know you could, yeah. 
<laughs> we better not put some pictures on the website. I think um, some of the bosses might go a bit of a funny colour. Yeah, you could you could add, you could add to that. The, doing the outline would be quite good when you're running, but it's you wanted to start adding definition to it, and it'd be awkward. You'd see these people running and hopping and skipping just to to get the map quite right. So yeah, that would be a bit weird. Yeah, and just yeah, sort of take that home to show you, show your parents. Look, Mum, this is what I've done today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a time and a place. There is. Yes. What a load of cock and balls. <laughs> That's all for this episode. If you would like to get in touch, then you can email Cy at suzyradio.com or Tracy at suzyradio.com. This podcast was produced by Tracy Franklin and Cy Clark on behalf of Suzy Radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>